There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male or female. For you are one in Christ Jesus. Hello, friends. Welcome to yours, mine, and ours. Stories of faith and life. Stories are like windows to people's deepest self and inner life. Through our stories, we share who we are and what God has done and is doing in our lives. Thanks to our guest, we will have a fantastic opportunity of listening to funny, engaging, and profound stories of regular people, like you and me, in their journey with Jesus. Don't miss it out and join us. Hello, hello, Springfield Heights family and friends. Welcome to another episode of Yours, Mine, and Ours, Stories of Faith and Life. Today's guest is Levi Unro. Hello, Levi. Hello, hello. Welcome here. Thank you. Levi is a really great man. He was born in Loma Plata, Paraguay, a place that many of you know. Uh, he came to Canada in 1975. Can you believe that? Just a secret. Before <laughs> I was born. <laughs> he has worked in different places. He attended to school in, in Paraguay. Um, his parents, uh, both of his parents uh, were born in, in Canada and immigrated uh, to Paraguay as a teenager. We, we will ask a little bit more about his family background later. Um, he's uh, married for a long time with Hilda Freese, uh, and now Hilda Unro, and he has one daughter, one son, and two grandsons. So today we will have the opportunity to get to know a little bit more about Levi Unro. So again, Levi, welcome here. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you very much. So Levi... Well, this uh, has been a kind of interesting project, bec project because it allows us to know more about our people at church. And I know that um, some people may know about your story, but not everyone. And this kind of thing gave us uh, the opportunity to all of us to get to know you better. So that's why uh, I'm always so thankful for every guest. So, uh, because we, we love to know people, uh, what can you tell us about yourself? Who is this amazing man? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to put 65 years into uh, a few minutes. Uh, yeah, no, like, uh, like you said, uh, born in Paraguay to uh, Canadian-born uh, parents. Uh -huh. They, they uh, emigrated to Paraguay uh, in 1927 wow. as teenagers with their parents, and... Uh, Yeah, and they married there, uh, made a living there in their beginning harsh years. Uh -huh. And uh, I am born in 1955, the third youngest of 14 children. Oh, my God. Yeah, so <laughs> there we go. There's uh, lots to talk about uh, that, which we'll leave a lot out because wow. it will take too long. Yes. But uh, yeah, no, I, I pretty much grew up in Paraguay uh -huh. and uh, as a young boy and married young. Uh -huh. uh, in between, we were in Canada once. We'll get to that a little bit later, I guess. Yes. Uh, yeah, I married in 1975 and with Hilda Fries. Uh -huh. And like you have uh, got baptized in this church uh, just right a year later in 1976. 
And I must admit, not liking it maybe, but <laughs> the first five, six years, we were not involved too much. Uh-huh. But uh, after that, we started getting involved. We've been in uh, from uh, shoveling snow outside uh-huh. to... Uh, to a Sunday school teacher, to wow. choir singing, to uh, being in many different uh, committees, yes. like council and so yes. on. And over the last uh, quite a few years, uh, we were working in a care group, uh, uh-huh. along with a very nice, uh, uh, dedicated group of people. That's it's, awesome. It's only a small group, but uh, very, very committed and, uh-huh. and hardworking. Nice. Well, thank you. Uh, if you can say, you know what, these are some of the things or features that would, um, I don't know, uh, kind of uh, define who I am. What would be your main features or characteristics? What we are praying for is mainly I uh, I am very much, like I said, last several years in the, in the care group. And people's health is very deep on my heart. Uh-huh. And, uh, so you are compassionate. Uh, I think so. Yeah, deep, deep down, I think uh, I'm a soft, soft-hearted person. Yes, <laughs> uh, I can see that. Huh? And uh, so, yeah, yeah that that uh, people's health and, and, yeah. and our church has quite a few elders. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that is pretty much very deep on our hearts. Yes. Yeah. No. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, you uh, do you know why why your parents moved to Canada? Uh, I, I assume their parents moved because they were teenagers at that point. But uh, like, like my parents is like my grandparents, I should say. They uh-huh. moved also out of Canada because what was in the in the early twenties here in Canada that the language was a big deal and their religion oh, was a big deal and right. the and the heritage of that coming out of Russia, like yeah, many years earlier than uh-huh. that. Uh, I think they were afraid that uh, that Canada was going communist as well. I oh, think, okay. Or, okay. or somewhere in that line. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I assume. Understand. And uh, so, like many, then uh, emigrated to South America. Yeah. yeah, lots because of language at that time, and right. and scared for their uh, belief. So your grandparents came from Russia. Like way back earlier, yeah, just like many of the these churches uh, are Springfield Heights Church yeah, people, yeah. they come from Russia, uh-huh. so did uh, our forefathers, uh-huh. I don't know how many generations back, but right. yes, also. Wow, you know, I, I like to get to know those kind of details because it allows many of us to, to know a little bit and make those connections in the past, you know, uh, yeah. that's something that I always amazed, especially within our Mennonite family. The connections, people start right away, okay? They associate last name with generations past, generations past and they, you know, they find each other. Yeah. <laughs> and if they true. are related or not, or who has been who, with who, things like that. It's yes, so amazing. True, yes. If you go back to your early memories, uh, how would you describe uh, the place and the people when you were younger? Okay, uh, well... Very young. I was uh, six years old when my dad passed away. Okay. And, uh, of course, with so many children, my youngest baby in the family was my uh-huh. brother. Uh-huh. He was only 18 months at the time. Wow. And, uh, like you can imagine, with a big family like that, uh-huh. uh, that it was very hard for mom. Mm. And uh, my dad, he had, uh, in his early years, he was farming. And then in a little bit later years, when... Uh, I guess the colonies got developed a bit. He bought uh-huh. a few trucks, uh, getting okay. away from horse and buggy a little bit more. Right. 
And so he did lots of transportation to Bolivia and to the railroad with, with really? the agriculture and stuff and, and getting, I guess, diesel fuel or gasoline into the colony from Bolivia. Interesting. And, uh, and he was one of, I think, about half a dozen people that uh, uh-huh. were the first ones that had like motorized uh, yeah, transportation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and then when he passed away when I was six, because uh, um, like my older brothers uh, were the ones driving for uh-huh. dad at the uh-huh. time. And uh, then they grew up and didn't want to do it anymore. So mom sold those trucks. And, uh, and then my brothers started driving f- bus for the colony. And those were the er- first buses that came into the colonies. And four of my brothers uh, Wow. Um, uh, drove those buses down uh-huh. to Asuncion uh-huh. and between the three Chaco colonies and Asuncion then, yeah. I imagine and that the roads at, around those days were like dirt. Only mud, not even oh dirt, just mud. Oh my goodness, <laughs> wow. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, like, and then uh, if I think back to my childhood, we, you know, like, I had two accidents actually in early uh-huh. years. Uh-huh. One was, uh, I a pocket knife was given to me from one of my birthdays. I don't remember the year. Uh-huh. And of course, I poked myself in my right eye. And oh, wow. It didn't go totally blind, but almost. Uh, uh-huh. Pretty much only had like 15, 20% vision on it all my life. <sighs> Up until now, just recently, I was in Paraguay on holidays uh-huh. and uh, met a surgeon and he, he did surgery on me. And now I have about 35, 40% wow. on that eye. That's a big improvement, but, huh? Big improvement. I like it. I'm very happy. Uh-huh. Yeah, but back to that uh, early years. Uh, yeah, those were those years. I don't remember not having enough food on my ta- on the table, uh-huh. but uh, my older siblings say they do. They, you okay. know, they always had some, but uh, but not necessarily always enough. Right. I did lots of bird hunting with a slingshot in my early <laughs> years <laughs> with me and my brothers and friends. So that was actually the joy okay. uh, of young life. Right. Uh, we would make shoot a few birds, make a little fire, and uh-huh. roast them on a stick. And that was, of course, was more fun than doing the shores at home, which we had lots of too. Uh-huh. You know, what kind of shores do you, do oh, you remember? There was no electricity, of course, and uh, so yeah, everything, everything was done by right. fire in the stove. Yes. So our responsibility was, you know, splitting firewood, uh, bringing it into the kitchen for mom that she right. had it there, uh, feeding the chickens and pigs, and wow. And uh, we had uh, a few cows always, and some horses on on our yard and farm. Nice. It was like a little hobby farm kind of that uh-huh. dad had there in Loma Plata. And, uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so by the time that was done and we could go and do our stuff, it was usually in the afternoons. Okay. And what do you remember about your, uh, let's say, school years? We, we have talked a little bit about this and, uh, and you told me that you were kind of a very energetic boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I always been. Okay. Uh, well, it was uh, it was uh, two. I think I was about ten or eleven. Uh-huh. Um, my older brothers and sisters, four of them, I think, one sister and three brothers. Uh-huh. They they then moved to Canada, okay. and I think my mom sought very hard to make a living uh, there. So she sold everything and moved also to Canada. Oh, okay, okay. So my grade three and four, I, I had here. In, in Canada, in Winnipeg. But I guess she didn't like the climate, the weather, or whatever it was. I'm not totally sure, but she <laughs> moved back. And of course, with us as well. Yeah. And uh, school for me was difficult because after after those two and a half years or that I was here, you know, uh-huh. my high German was all gone, That was which was school over there. 
So I had to relearn all my high German. And and then at the same time, those were the years where the Spanish started to come into the colony. Okay. And uh, so learning then high German and Spanish at the same time. And uh, in those days, if you finish elementary school, Uh you had to know the catechism off by heart, all of it. Oh, wow. And if you didn't, you couldn't go to high school. And I, oh, I must, I must say, I had a very understanding catechism teacher. Okay, <laughs> because I could only could uh, remember that up until page six. Okay, and the final exams, of course, the questions were only up until <laughs> page six. So <laughs> he snuck me into high school. And, so that was that, and uh, and then yeah, because of my love, mom didn't have a big income. So right. I I uh, lived at my older brother's place, uh, okay. and uh, and he then uh, you know fed me and uh-huh. closed me and uh-huh. paid for my schooling because schooling had to be paid for. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and the schoolings too. They had very strict rules uh-huh. and regulations, and the school board, of course, were very uh, uh, determined to keep those rules. Right. And one example would be. Uh, uh, you know, like uh, like I said, I would always in my younger years, and probably still, I'm a little bit like that. You know, like like to do things that I'm not supposed to uh-huh. do, <laughs> and uh, and this was smoking. You know, like okay. uh, we if, if uh, any neighbor or somebody saw me even at home or even if I was under the bed saw me smoking, they would go to the teachers <laughs> oh, and tell the yeah, teachers. I... And the next day, the teachers or the principal would. Uh, uh, send me home yeah. from school yeah. and uh, and of course then my older brother had to go and, and promise that uh, <laughs> Levi is never going to do that again <laughs> but that happened I don't know I think uh, if I remember correctly about five times oh, wow. <laughs> so, and yeah and then yeah I got into the work for, because of that I s- assume uh, I mean the last year that I went uh, the, yeah. the, 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 it, that, that rule got thrown out uh-huh. and so but I went to the workforce already on age 17, okay. uh, driving a farm tractor, right? Uh, making uh, like ponds or whatever, I think oh, wow. you could call them for ranchers for mm-hmm. water storage mm-hmm. and stuff. So I, I did that till uh, I then married young at the age of right. 20, I think. Wow. Have you ever shared those stories with your grandchildren? I mean, even for my daughters uh, and your grandchildren are the same age of my daughters, so what you are sharing with us now is unthinkable. I mean, <laughs> it really is is unthinkable. It's something that they couldn't get it, right? Yeah. Well, true, very true. Yes. It's it's uh, you're thinking back like it like in my <laughs> my younger years uh it's it's amazing that uh one is still alive, you know, like like even okay, one thing too, you know, my childhood axe and my arm. I yeah. fell with a bicycle. Okay. And you know, people can't see, but you can see my right arm, I can only bend it like five, six inches or something like okay. that. And yeah. And it's uh, always been like that. Uh times were harsh. And yeah. if I if I think back and listen to my older brothers, uh-huh. you know, then then I had it good. You know, they had it way tougher than I did. Right. So, right. so I've been uh, in a, in a way, yeah. It was maybe hard, but fortunate to have it as good. Good, good. And, well, uh, thank you for sharing those things, Leo. I, I appreciate that. You know, to every guest, I have asked the same question. I think families are, to be honest, a complicated gift. It's beautiful. It's amazing. But sometimes it's difficult. But I'm trying to focus on the positive here. And as I listen to you and your story. 
there is a lot of effort and hard work and resilience and thriving. Um, what would you say are some of the things that you like about your extended family? You mean like my, my siblings? Yeah. Okay. I think if I uh, listen to my older brothers, uh, my, uh -huh. my dad, he was very energetic and, uh, uh -huh. and he was uh, a motivator to, to the family. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, I don't remember him as that. I, I remember like very small details about my dad yeah. because I was only six when he passed. Right. I remember, you know, going, uh, visiting on the truck, you know, me uh -huh. and my siblings could sit in the truck in the back of the box and, uh -huh. and uh, go visiting and stuff. And uh, yeah, so from him, I, I personally remember little, but uh, mom, she was a very uh, humble person. Mm-hmm. She, uh, like, I, dad was sick uh, heart, through heart failure or after his first heart attack. Yeah. He didn't work anymore then. And, the, like, the brothers then continued the driving and hauling and stuff. Mom, mom apparently had promised dad, or not promised, but said that, uh, yeah. you know, if you pass away, in which he knew he would, uh -huh. uh, I'm not going to marry till our, all our children have their legal age. Wow. And uh, dad had told her, you do not have to promise me that you can remarry anytime you yeah. find a loving person. And But she didn't. Okay. She stayed widow till uh, my youngest brother, David, I think was 18 or 19. Wow. And then she remarried uh -huh. and lived happily with this guy then yet, I think, for only four years till she then passed away of an age of... Oh, I think 66, 68 or something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. Wow. Yeah. And today my, my, my family is scattered all over. We have, uh, I have uh, one, two, three, three uh, siblings here in Winnipeg, uh -huh. uh, two in Abbotsford, PC. Yeah. And the rest still in Paraguay at this time. And uh, four of my brothers have passed away. Okay. Two sisters are in the uh, personal care home in Paraguay and okay. one over here in Winnipeg. Uh -huh. So they're quite a few bit, quite a bit older than I am. Right. So, yeah. But, but about mom, no, she was very humble and very sweet. She was, uh, and yeah. uh, you know, like, like even me you, uh, growing up as youth, uh, when my friends came over, you know, they, they, my, my friends were here to, uh, to her just like, like one of her own uh -huh. kids. You know, yeah. sometimes I came home from work late and my friends were already there. And then when I came home, I saw mom sitting in the circle with my friends wow. uh, visiting, right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's very nice. Those are good memories, actually. Very yeah? good. Yes. Very nice. Thank you, Levi, for sharing about your extended family. This young man um, met his wife, right? So, when did you meet uh, Hilda? Well, uh, the, I think it was on a youth event on a, on a Saturday, Sunday night or something like that. Uh -huh. um, we lived in here or Paraguay? In Paraguay. Okay. Yeah, no, and we lived mighty close together. It was pretty much, you know, I think maybe three, four hundred meters across the street. Uh-huh. 
and uh, yeah, no, we we met and we started going out a little bit. Okay. But then her parents moved to Canada. Oh. And took her away from me. <laughs> and uh, so, but they they came back, and when once they came back, uh-huh. uh, we connected back right away again. Yeah. And uh, so, and uh, we didn't go out very long, and. Yeah, and then we married, and yeah. uh, our honeymoon was coming to Canada. We, wow, uh, we came within a week. Uh, we were in Canada, just the two of us, and started our own life. And uh, oh, yeah, and Sandra wow. was born then in '75. Yeah, and uh, Stanford was born then two years later, uh-huh. and then uh, yeah. And but tell, she, tell, she, tell me the details. What what did you like about Hilda? <laughs> oh, man of everything, <laughs> everything, her looks, her, her, uh, her attitude and, uh, okay. yes, no, she, uh, she's, she's a wonderful woman. She, uh, I couldn't, couldn't tell you enough good things about her. Uh-huh. Uh, these days, uh, well, you can, I was, I was, uh, well, you know how skinny Scott looks, yeah. our grand, oldest grandson. Yeah. I was about like that till, till we married and uh, you look <laughs> at me now. <laughs> so she's an I awesome see. cook. Okay. And uh, yeah, no, we're enjoying each other very much. And I would say, uh, you know, like in, in how we, we got to know each other, uh-huh. uh, I think I would put it uh, like, yeah, we loved us then. Sure. It was, was uh, of course, and uh, but I would say our love has always grown year yeah. by year by year. Yeah. And today it's a totally different love, but yeah. even greater. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it's, it's it's interesting. I, I appreciate that you point to point to that because love is not ecstatic, even mm. even though it's a feeling, but it gets more mature, right? You want it grows into yes. it. Yeah, matures or grows and into deeper. it. Yeah. Because Very you much. get to know the other person, and yeah. and it's not that you you get to know all the nice things. You you get yeah. to know also the the flaws of the other person, and yet you still are able to to love that person and, and embrace that person, and you both because it's uh, both ways straight. Yeah. You know, you both love each other, and then it's it's just some. It sounds bad, but it's like magic. <laughs> yeah, it is absolutely is. It's a mystery. Sure. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, of course one has its ups and downs, you know, well, it's, oh, of course, you know, like yeah, even, sure. even in the, you, you start in the beginning, like us two, we had uh, our finances were like uh-huh. zero when we married, you know, okay, and <laughs> pretty, of pretty course, much like me. yeah, you struggle and struggle <laughs> and and work and yeah. work ahead and, uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, in times things get easier. Yeah. Yes, the good life finds uh, its way, you know. Yeah, and that's amazing. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think one other thing to that sure, I think is w- worth mentioning is is the children. Yes, you know, like uh, Sandra and Stanford, our children. They uh, like like I mentioned, we married young, and we had our children uh, almost the right away. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, like it's it's in a way that uh, we we grew up as kids raising our kids, kind of yeah. to say, and and then I think that's why why it was that part was easy for us right we had we had a very good relationship with our children nice they always have had uh you know and even with their differences you know sandra's more in music and schooling uh-huh. yes she's uh she's a book a book quiz person <laughs> and stanford he's a sports person okay he, uh, he always played soccer and volleyball and uh he he was also short like i uh-huh. am 
and he was the first uh, first setter in high school that ever won awards of being the best player in in in, wow. uh, in Manitoba Provincial High School's volleyball. Wonderful. And uh, so that was. I mean, we hardly ever missed a game, of course. <laughs> Speaking and, about your children, well, they are adults now, but let's say what were some of the I know fun things that you like to do with uh, them when they were, you know, little mm -hmm. or younger. Yeah, no, we were very much involved in their schooling. Like I said, Sandra and her uh, singing and uh -huh. her uh, poems and learning in school. Uh, we tried to be involved there as good as we could, even though Hilda and I have uh, not too much education. Yeah, I only have grade seven at the most, and Hilda is less than that. Uh -huh. And uh, so, but as good as we could, you know, like uh, they, they were in, there's this German radio station here at that time when, when they were in. Really? Uh, oh, if I remember, Mr. Michael Heikman was, okay. uh, was then the uh, <laughs> uh, host of that uh, show. Okay. And uh, he would sometimes, like Princess Margaret was bilingual. And German and and English and uh, yeah. and this Michael Heikman he would uh, interview school children yeah. and on his radio, open radio and stuff like that you know having them sing or having them say poems and so on right and uh, yeah and you know trying getting along with that with Sandra yeah. and, and yeah. Stanford more with his volleyball uh, Sandra always was really really good Stanford was well if I. <laughs> Just make it to passing my exams. That's good enough. <laughs> Then they'll pass me to the next grade, right? He was okay. more, more like a sportsman, like I said yeah. before, yeah. yeah. And uh, so the other, and then camping. We we had uh, in the earlier years when they were smaller, just tents. Right. A little bit later, we had a pop up little camping trailer. Oh, that changed your life. Huh? And uh, oh yeah, mosquitoes stayed out much better. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we went camping summers very nice. much. And uh, Where did you go? Mostly mostly to St. Malo here. Yeah, and yeah, to, yeah. To, yeah, we've been there a lot. Nice. And, and some into the Whitechell area. Uh -huh. Yeah, but uh, yeah, never very far. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and we had like Uh, some my family lived in BC, so we made the road trips. Uh, you know, about every third year, maybe or something like uh -huh. that, to BC yeah. visit them. How do you call Stanford? Stanford or Stan? His name is Stanford. Yeah, uh, but we just call him Stan. Stan. Okay, yes. I, I don't have the pleasure to meet him uh, personally. I, I've seen picture of, of him because mm. you showed me. Yes, but I have the pleasure to meet uh, and to know Sandra a bit, and she's like. Uh, Uh, how can you say, expressive and outgoing. Was she always like that? She has always been kind of bubbly, if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she has always been kind of a very uh, uh, friendly, yeah. friendly outlook and a yeah. friendly person. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, Yeah, and like I say, she's like singing a lot. And that's, oh, yeah. That's why I can't sing anymore. I gave her my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, that comes from that comes from Hilda's, Hilda's family side, okay. the singing. Yeah. Yes, and uh, our son, he's he has a nice voice too, but he doesn't like singing that much. Uh, he He's now married and lives yeah. on Gabriola Island on the West Coast. Beautiful place. Uh, just, just a short little uh, ferry ride from Nanaimo. Yeah. And hoping next week, this coming Sunday, we're going there to visit. Awesome, awesome. So, I hope you enjoy there. It's amazing. Oh, we will. <laughs> The landscape is just amazing. I love it. Yes. Well, Levi, thank you so much for sharing about your family, your extended family, your immediate family, and your memories. Um, you know, those are some of the things that 
it makes us feel connected because uh, it, it it reminds us how how similar we are in many ways, right? Mm-hmm. As as parents, as brothers, sisters, and and so on. So thank you, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. This is uh, yours, mine, and ours, uh, stories of faith and life, and we are uh, with Liva Unro today. And now we are going to transition into another set of questions, and we are focusing on faith and, and life. So, Levi, um, can you tell us at what point of your life you you felt that you, you needed to draw to Jesus? What, what, what happened there? What drew your life to Jesus Christ? Yeah, uh, I would like I said to my mom, she was a very humble and nice person, and then yeah. and too she was very open with her, with her witnessing to her children, uh-huh. and uh, so I would say I am, I grew up in a Christian family home, mm-hmm. uh, and then when I. Uh, was 14 and I moved to my brother's place uh, yeah. to go to school and so on. And and he, at that time, he was a truck driver okay. uh, between the colony and Ascension. So yeah. he was away from home and uh, he had two beautiful young little daughters at the time. Yeah. And so I helped uh, his uh, wife, like my sister-in-law then, with shorts and stuff like yeah. that and with the children and so on. And it was... Uh, I think at that, I, I'm not sure if I was maybe 14, 15, mm-hmm. and I still don't know why, but I couldn't sleep. I was just scared. I have no reason. Mm. There was no reason to be scared of yeah. about anything. Mm-hmm. But I remember, and up until then, you know, like I said, I had a beautiful mom and all, yeah. but, but I was not involved in a prayer life at, okay. uh, up until then. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that night, uh, laying awake and being scared, not knowing why, <laughs> at least now now thinking back, I don't remember. Right. Uh, uh-huh. That is where I, I gave my life to Jesus. Okay. And of course, as a as a young adult, you mm-hmm. know, you're not following that strictly. Yeah. And uh, I would then say that is where Hilda came in into play very much mm. she she her parents are both alive and 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 also a very close family sh- she had oh okay and uh, that family was uh, i think more involved in churches with with their siblings than than my family was okay. and uh and then we when like I said, we came to canada and during her stay with her parents earlier, they had gone to this church, Springfield uh-huh. Heights, and we lived here just on Addison here, just a oh, really? few Very blocks close. away then in an apartment when That's we right. came in back. So we started coming here and uh, then we just came came for church uh-huh. uh, for, for, I would say, close to a year or so. And then uh, Pastor Frank Isaac at that time, okay. a leading minister in this yeah. church. He then opened uh, a baptismal classes, uh-huh. and I think that's the biggest uh, baptismal class that uh, this church has ever had. There were okay. 32, 34 young adults that then. Wow, it's uh, a big number, huh? Very big. Yeah, that is. Uh, I guess that's where we then started growing. Uh-huh. You know, I would. I would say, yeah, my faith. It's not that I didn't believe, but my no, no, faith no. growing to yeah. to where I am today. It's 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 with Hilda together. Yes. Yeah. 
Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Uh, what memories do you have about your baptism? I was never a shy person. Uh -huh. I was like today too. I'm always a talker and probably okay. something, sometimes too much maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember on the evening where I gave my uh, testimony. Yeah. This church, I don't know how many people is it. It's about 700, 600, 700. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah somewhere like that. It was packed. Like a lot of people. Yeah, and this church, that evening, this church was packed. I don't think there was a seat empty. Okay. And uh, Pastor Isaac, he, uh, we gave our testimonies uh, according to the last name of Alphabets. And I was one of the very last ones, of course, being okay. the you. I got up in front of the mic and I, yeah. all of a sudden I just saw people. Okay. And then there was a cloud. The whole church was a cloud. Oh, I wow. couldn't recognize any people. Uh -huh. I know I talked after I sat down. I did, didn't remember a word I said. <laughs> <laughs> But people later on told me that I had given, uh, they were happy with what I had said, with a good, good testimony. Yeah. I didn't say too many bad words, I guess. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that's, that's, I guess, was that part. Yeah. <laughs> And after that, I said, like I said before, uh, probably in the next five, six years or so, Not active, but that's then we started to become active in church right. as volunteers in, uh -huh. in so many different ways. And uh, and they've all been enjoyable, not uh, uh, everyone the same. Because yeah, sure. like when we of came into, into the Sunday school, that was when our children were in Sunday school. So uh -huh. we kind of walked with them. Yeah. And yeah. then when they become adults into, into the youth, uh, we didn't have a youth pastor. Though that that okay. was always a volunteer uh, sponsors that did, right. did that so when our Sandra and Stanford went into uh, into the youth uh -huh. we became sponsors with a, a small group of uh, okay. young married people yeah. yeah 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 we did that for quite a few years uh -huh. uh, you know like they quit and for for I think two or three years Hilda and I were the the lead uh, sponsors around wow. like kind of running the youth right until we decided hey there's too many questions <laughs> uh, out of the Bible that we cannot answer. Okay. And then we pursued the church council and oh, the church okay. leadership to uh, to look for a youth pastor. Right. And, uh, oh, okay. After then, uh, I guess, debating it back and forth with uh, with a church membership, yeah. uh, they decided to do that. And uh, and that's and then Helen and I stepped aside after right. that. Yeah. Look at that. I didn't know that story. Yeah. Good. No, Thank actually, you. actually, if I if I think back in, in all the committees that we've worked along with, uh, working with the youth, uh -huh. kept us young, I guess, in in a way, <laughs> and kind of kind of uh, always something new because yeah. uh, they, yeah. they 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 all come up with ideas just like we did when we yeah. were young, yeah, <laughs> and, and then uh, all the all the things in between, yeah, we enjoy them, but uh, I think now after we and, and when. We uh, started uh, the care group that in those days they were still called deacons. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think at this point in time, I am the only person in the care group right now that is still an ordained uh, deacon. Okay. And uh, all the rest are just, uh, what do they call it? Uh, the name is gone. Anyways, but they don't get ordained. They yeah. get, just get blessed into, yeah. into, yeah. The, into the uh, uh, group. 
So you are old school deacon. I'm still an old school deacon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, there, there's there's a few other ones. I think Helmut Sawatsky and Diet Klassen okay. are also ordained. At, really, at way back in the days. Yes. Oh uh, wow! I didn't know that. Well, good, good to know. You know, yeah. I'm I'm getting some knowledge here. Very good, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Um, you know, you have mentioned uh, several times that you you your faith have grown alongside. Uh, Hill, being with her. So I assume that she has played a, 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 a huge, huge role in, in your faith. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, but I also assume that there might be others from this church or other places mm -hmm. that have played a significant role in your spiritual journey. Do you remember anyone who have been a positive influence in your life from, from this church or other places? I would say quite a few from our uh, the the church members here. There is mm -hmm. uh, like uh, when we started going here, there was they had lots of uh, quite a few lay ministers. Uh, like there was uh, the Strempler brothers, yeah, uh, and uh, and they, at that time they had a big deacon group. You know, mm -hmm. like uh, Gerhard Priest, uh, Henry Coop, and and John Campen, and so on. Okay, many many more. And they they all sure I they, they I kind of looked up to all of those. Yeah. Uh, but the the most person I guess that I would like to point out would be Jake Priest. Okay. Uh, we we uh, I was out in the parking lot uh, directing cars parking. Okay. At that time, mm -hmm. and it was a very beautiful Sunday morning, spring Sunday morning. Uh -huh. And Jake Priest was a Sunday school director at the time. And, okay. And we had a big Sunday school. We had like a few hundred kids, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, He he came to me and he says, uh, Levi, uh, wouldn't you like to be a Sunday school teacher? I says, yes, I would love to, but I, I'm not, uh, that wouldn't be for me. Yeah. Well, he says, I don't want to pressure you, but think about it. Right. I'll get back to you. Okay. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> he follow and, up. Yeah. And, and uh, that is then also where it started. Uh, okay. he, he kind of. He kind of guided me or directed me or gave me directions and yes. taught me. And also, like, when I then I asked to be only for, for the more lower grades in the beginning. Uh -huh. And he came in quite a few times into the room just to, which I asked him to do to, so that I could yeah. get for him to tell me if I did good or if I did not Some good feedback. or, or okay. things I could, yeah, feedback to tell me where I could yeah, go different maybe or, okay, you know, okay. teach me. And he did that. He was very good at that. And, uh, yeah, I would say Jeep Priest is That's probably amazing. the biggest change getting me involved into, into right. the uh, uh, church volunteer work, yes. Yeah, and over, over time we appreciate those things, right? Yes. Because we... Uh, I mean, we all have strength, and but we, we have limitations as well. But it's always amazing when we push a little bit ourselves and we get out, out of our comfort zone and, and explore the new ways in which we can serve the church. And that's amazing when we have people alongside us that are encouraging us and correcting us and helping us out in many different yeah. levels. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Well, you, you became a member uh, at a very young age at, at this church, and you have served in a lot of different capacities in, in, in our congregation. What would you say uh, so far has been the most life-giving service for you in our congregation? What, what has brought you more joy into your life? 
more fun, I would say, when I did work with a youth. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, but more rewarding, I mm-hmm. would say now in the care group. And the difference, I think, would be with with the, with the young people. They they seek and they look up to you. One one has to be careful, or I at least I always felt I had to be careful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I said or what I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they had so many questions, and it was you that gave gave advice. Yes. And gave directions, maybe, and and uh, and so on. Where at this point in time, with a care group, I have ha- or I had to uh, teach myself more to listen, uh-huh. uh, stop talking so much, <laughs> so just like I'm doing here today, talking too much. Uh, but uh, it's all right. Yeah, I I I enjoy stories that that uh, people tell me. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and I mean, even that, it's not always enjoyable if you are at the, in the hospital at the, uh, yeah. w- w- with a very sick person. Yes, I understand. That, that, is, that is very hard for yes. you. Yes. But it makes you humble. Mm-hmm. And that that has taught me very much, you know, like just just being there for people. Yeah. That is for, for the elderly people, for people that don't feel good. Okay. That's all they want. They mm-hmm. just want to know that they're not alone. Yes. And yes. Uh, and that, that to me in these days, I would say is... Uh, or something in that I enjoy being there for people. That's amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you. You have been here for such a long time. I feel like a, a toddler <laughs> <laughs> in comparison, you know. Um, but what would you say um, are some of the positive things that uh, Springfield Heights has as a church? I would say many. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the biggest positive thing is I think that they have had outreach personally or, or the immediate outreach. I don't think we have been that strong in our lives here okay. at the church, like let's say in the community as uh-huh. itself, uh-huh. but through the conference and outward mission, yes. I think this church has been very strong. Yeah. That's kind of uh, unique of this congregation. Huh? We are still... Uh, we thrive and we look for, uh, you know, uh, missional fields and we try to support as much as we can. And that's, that is something very unique. Our, I think our last missional project locally was the soccer game for immigrants and on a global scale. Uh, they work what we, we do with Generation Rising in, in San Benito. And I think you were there too in, in Nicaragua, right? I did, didn't go to Nicaragua. Uh, I was because of I have also a heart condition, oh, and that's right. I was I was scared to uh, to <laughs> go to that and work in that uh, extreme <laughs> temperature. But uh, but yeah, I supported it, it uh, dearly and yeah, financially yeah. and prayerly. Yeah. And Thank you. Yes, and and you know what? Um, right now we we are in a transitional time in our congregation, and transitions are always part of life. I mean, it's always there, mm-hmm. <laughs> even in our personal lives. Um, but if you think about the future and your hopes about our congregation, what what would you say are your hopes for the future of our church? We we have had many ups and downs over the years. That, right, that yeah. is true, and uh, yeah, no. My hope would be that we stay strong and yes. believe in our beliefs. I I believe that that God has for each of His churches goals mm-hmm. and and uh, 
ways that it wants to lead us. Yes. And that is that is for us as well. If I would say personally, what I would like to see is more young people, yeah. that more young people would come in, yeah. that we could sort of have, I wouldn't want to say maybe a new beginning, but uh, somehow more volunteers. Because yeah. at this point in time, we yeah. have... Uh, so many uh, retired people, elderly people yeah. that uh, that are not capable of doing all the activities and so on. Absolutely. And uh, that is where we need younger people. Yeah. And that would be a prayer of mine if that was in God's will. <laughs> yeah. We need some new energy as well, right? Some exactly. Some new strength and, and, and younger people to bring that kind of uh, vibrancy uh, that... Uh, Just because when you are a youth, you you have that Correct. <laughs> by itself, yes, right? Yes. So, so yeah, I, I guess what it uh, will need is uh, that maybe God can, like, as we look for people to uh, lead us, uh -huh. to give us uh, people that are like really good and motivating, yeah. and, and yeah. so on, and, yeah. and uh, maybe maybe you know encourage people that are here right now to do that a little bit more. You know, like, yeah. I. Me, for example, I'm not really a very good motivator, uh -huh. you know, like, but uh, I know some people are. Yeah. And yes. if those people would come forward and do that, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, going back a little bit to, to your life and, and stories and things you like, uh, what would you say is perhaps some of your favorite, favorites, uh, uh, stories of the Bible? Uh, that of the Bible? Like, yeah. Joseph... Oh, Ruth. Okay, Esther. Uh -huh. Yeah, those are those are always good stories to talk about. Those are, I guess, the uh, First Testament heroes for me, maybe, yeah. or like, or, yeah. like I mean, Moses and so on, or lots of David or Solomon. Right, they're, they're all great people or or <laughs> great stories. <laughs> but but you know, there's always a certain favorite that one yes. has, oh, and, and, for and, sure. and out of the Old Testament, I would probably say those three are. Uh, my favorite stories, and, and and maybe that's because they're so encouraging, and uh -huh. uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm not sure why exactly, but uh, yeah, they you feel a connection, out. and I, I, yeah. and sometimes it's difficult to explain for us, but there there are some resemblance even with our own stories in those stories, and I think when you are able to connect with them, they grow bigger and bigger in your heart. Yeah, or yeah. even like Daniel, you know, there's so many. Very powerful people, that, yeah, uh, and and that have that, that they had the courage, you know, like to to come for like, like Joseph, you know, the courage that he had in his faith that he had to no matter what, but he would stay faithful to mm -hmm. to God, right, and and to uh, to Ruth, you know, she would stick to her mother-in-law, to yeah, yeah, and so on, and and Esther that she would have the the guts to to step in front of the king when there was she was not called, and so on. Yeah. Those are great, powerful uh, images, or yes. uh, if I should yes. put it that way. Yeah. Interesting, you know, you, you, you make me think. I never thought about looking at those stories through the lens of faithfulness. like it. Yeah, uh, really like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you have any uh, favorite, uh, let's say, hymn or song? Oh, uh, man, 11. I would say every one of them. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a hard time. Hard time uh, learning songs or poems, anything off by heart. Yeah. Uh, but Hilda is really good at that. Okay. So we, we, we like when we drive in, in the car to the cottage or uh -huh. on holidays or something. Yeah. She she sings one song after another off by heart. <laughs> I come there just mm -hmm, hum along, you know. But uh, no, I I would no. They're they're all him. I like him him singing. Yes. Uh -huh. 
Well, and if you have to think about your, let's say, your journey with Jesus today, we have talked a lot about what happened in the past, but if you can take a look at today, in what areas of your life uh, would you like God help you to grow? <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, you, you kind of surprised me here with this question. Uh, yeah, no, I I would say definitely in in the faith, of course, to yeah. keep the faith strong, mm-hmm. and uh, that is uh, that is also one uh, one prayer that I think pray every night for uh-huh. for our elders and sick people, you know, like especially for people that like I have visited people that that have told me, is it wrong for me? Is it a sin that I don't know what to pray? Yeah, yeah. And I says no, it's not. Yeah. I says, God knows your thoughts. God can yeah. read your thoughts. And uh, if that is your uh, prayer that you think you pray it over and over and yeah. over again, yeah. I says, it's not wrong. That's yeah. exactly what you do. Then then yeah. God knows that is what your, your uh, wishes are, what you're striving yeah. for. And uh, for me, yeah, that would... Would be, I think, the biggest prayer would be that God would keep our faith to the very end. Yeah, and yeah. and not only keep it, but to strengthen it. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, walking through the Book of Psalms as we are doing it over summer reminds me uh, how complex is the faith journey. Yes, um, it's not black and white. For sure, we know that God is with us and walk alongside us in in the thin and thick of life and yet when you get older and you face challenges health challenges mental health challenges as well and you see your life deteriorating man it's it's tough and it's it becomes more difficult to connect you know your thoughts with the nearness of god so um yeah i i completely understand our, our folks uh, who are at that stage of life when they don't have the energy and sometimes even they don't feel the having the, the, the energy just to to connect. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a result of that sense of abandonment as well. You know, the, the, the feeling when you feel lonely, when you feel distant from, from people, mm-hmm. uh, that has, has a, a huge impact on your soul as well, yeah. right? Yeah, so I th- thank you. Thank you for yeah, sharing no, those I, Yeah, I think so many times too on um, Psalm 139, oh, where that, yeah. that describes how God already knew you way before yeah. you were born. And, and, and you know, that gives us the, the, the view or the vision, how God is interested in each individual. Yeah. And uh, it's just a great psalm to really dwell on. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's a beautiful yeah. one. Yes. I, I just yeah. love the psalms. Oh, I, all I, of them. <laughs> and I'm getting to appreciate, the, appreciate them appreciate them more and more over time mm-hmm. you know so yeah amazing yeah. amazing Levi we have just uh, a few minutes uh, left here I have enjoyed so much our conversation uh, with you it's been a, a wonderful uh, for me, journey to get to know more uh, through this conversation. Uh, we are going to have another set of questions that these are more miscellaneous and perhaps more kind of relaxed questions. Yeah. I don't know how to define them. Okay. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, so let us, let us know, Levi. What what do you like to do over summer? Especially over now, summer. it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sit at Good home. Barbecue. Sit at home in air conditioning <laughs> and barbecue. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I this I haven't gone fishing this summer, but okay. that's that's usually one of my favorite things in summertime to nice. just just go out, uh, sit on the boat, and, yeah. and enjoy, especially nice warm days. Yeah, if they're not too hot, and uh, yeah. Just what kind of fish do you like to fish? Uh, I, I'm not fussy. Okay. <laughs> as long as they swim. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. Uh, I usually go for even the northern pike. If I go yeah. catch for bigger fish, then I go for northern pikes. Yeah. And then if I go for smaller, then deeper, deeper water, whiter right. fish, then the pickerels are good. So. And do you eat them or do you return to the wildlife? Oh, oh, let them go. Yeah. yeah. If I catch the like big ones, yeah. those are usually a return to the waters. I, 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 you know, the bigger fish are the better breeders. And, okay. And yeah, no, those I usually don't keep. Okay. Uh, I, I keep just, usually just uh, for one or two fries and, and the rest I let go. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. And uh, what do you say are some of the, the best friends that you have in life? Oh, I have many best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's that's all completely okay, I think. Yeah. Well, I must say this pandemic has has done harm to close friendship. Yeah. In, in a way, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's not that they don't remain friends, but it, it, this whole thing has just distanced people. It disrupted the whole dynamic as well. The, yeah. the, the so how can you say the, the the rhythms of the life? Yeah. You you couldn't get together so quick, uh, so easily. You know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, we 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 are very blessed of, of many friends from from this congregation uh -huh. and and others. Uh -huh. Yes, Levi, you are a Mennonite by blood and by faith, of course. <laughs> yeah, but you have you you are part of this amazing family, and one of the things I love about our Mennonite uh, family, and I've I've said this many times before here, is food. Uh, food is a strong component in our community. Do you have uh, your favorite Mennonite food? Barbecued spare ribs or beef ribs okay. with pierogies. Oh, I like pierogies, yes. Extra, extra cottage cheese and extra white sauce. <laughs> 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 this... This uh, that what has made me look well what I am now. <laughs> <laughs> you like meat? Yes, me, me too. We, we, I don't need, eat nearly as me as much as I used to, but okay. I, I still love meat. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I love it too. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, you are a very joyful person, friendly. Um, so I was wondering what what makes you laugh? What comes out of the heart? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's uh, I. I, I I'm just I think in, in nature a friendly positive person. Yes, yes, I can uh, see that. I enjoy telling stories. I I read a lot. Like uh, yeah. Mennonite history books are probably one of my favorite uh, uh, pastime reading stories. Okay. Uh, like I read lots of book out of uh, uh -huh. the Mennonite history from Russia and and before. Yeah. From yeah. and uh, they, they interest me a lot. Nice because. because uh, you know, there's not not always good good stories behind it. There's no, very no, no. much uh, suffering in, yes. in some of those, but uh, there's always very strong faith stories in them. Yeah, and I th that that I like a lot. Uh, winter, winter. Those are usually my winter hobbies. Reading. Uh -huh. <laughs> good. Yeah. Well, good for you. Do you have any hobbies? Mm, other than reading and fishing and 
Not really. No? <laughs> I, I, I'm not a golfer. I, I've never golfed in my life. I was going life. to ask, actually. Mm. No, no, no golfing. No, I've never golfed in my life. Okay. Yeah. Well, Levi, what can I say? It's been a pleasure for me to have you here. Um, personally, um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to continue working with you and, you know, visiting people. I've, I witnessed your heart. Um, and that's an amazing thing. Um, you care a lot for, for our elders. And again, personally, I appreciate that. But I think our congregation as well. Yes. Appreciate that yeah. we have this beautiful, amazing and strong caregiving team. Yes. That cares for our elders and cares for each other. Which reminds me as well, just uh, to give a little call to our people. Don't, don't forget, every, sen- every Sunday morning in the bulletin, there is a list of elders who cannot join us, or join us um, in, in the service. Um, but those are people. Those names are people. People who have served our congregation in many different levels. People who have been faithful to God and to this congregation. Um, so my encouragement to all of us is not only keep them in your minds and hearts, but keep them in your prayers. Absolutely. Right? Because, because they deserve it. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. They yeah. need our support. Absolutely. And they yeah. need our support. Absolutely. So thank you, Levi, for agreeing to be with, with us today. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Well, thank you very much for having me. And, and thank you for the work that you do in this congregation. Thank you, Levi. Friends, uh, this has been another episode of Yours, Mine, and Ours, Stories of Faith and Life. And uh, we hope that uh, you enjoy this episode. Um, if you want to connect with us, please send us an email to uh, Luis at springfieldheights.ca. If you would like to make suggestions, comments, or simply to nominate someone to be interviewed, um, send us an email and connect with us. I hope that you have a good day. See you soon. Thank you, God, for calling me. Thank you, God, for calling me into your community. Thank you, God, for calling me. Thank you, God, for calling me.